Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Whoa, it is good to be back. Known Legacy is back in style. You remember when I was younger and I think the movie Aladdin came out? Yes. And he's like, it is good to be back. <laughs> and he comes out at, at 10,000 years. We'll give you such a crick, crick in, in the, the neck. neck. Love Lo- that. Love that movie. He was so good. He was so he good. He was, man. Rest in peace, Rob Williams. So, question. Um, when you started dating, what was the first movie that you went to uh, on a date? Do you oh, remember? I'm trying to remember. Can I tell you my romantic movie? Yeah, because quite frankly, when I was on a date, I was not worried about the movies. Oh, I, I, I which is terrible. But I, I, so I can't remember <laughs> which movie it so, was. So, uh, the romantic I am. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the movie that uh, my first date uh, and I ever went to. Sure. Um, Good morning, Vietnam. <sighs> Good morning, <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> Back to Robin Williams. <laughs> it comes around. It circles around. Dude, but totally not a romantic movie at all. In fact, I think there were multiple times that both of us, you know, I being the strong man <laughs> that morning, I am, Vietnam. just bawling our eyes out over this movie. It is a pretty, actually, <laughs> dramatic melodrama. Oh, yeah. It was intense. Is that the right word, melodrama? I don't know. We'll go with it. We a make dramedy? up words. Dramedy. No, that'd be a comedy. Yeah, it was a dramedy. See, a dramedy. There was, there was comedy. And there was and, drama. And there was drama. So, anyways, I, I thought about Mash too. I'm Travis. That's Bill, and uh, we're known Legacy. How Check you guys doing? Uh, we missed you. We have like us on Facebook. We're doing a few things different. Um, we're gonna start lo- uploading the full videos to YouTube. To the YouTube. So if you want to watch the full video, you can check us out. Um, and on Facebook, we're gonna post uh, the podcast and then like one or two minute little video clips of brilliant things that Bill and Travis say. <laughs> <laughs> or just really stupid, <laughs> right. whichever come first. I guarantee it's the it's stupid. gonna be the stupid ones. So, so anyways, like us, share us. Um, it always helps out. Uh, yeah. Today we're talking about dating, and there's kind of three things we're gonna cover in dating. Yes, like how to train our kids how to date. Uh, number two is like when you step out into dating world, what's the reality? Yeah. And number three is um, how do you set up some good boundaries in dating? Because whether we like to admit it or not, our kids. I mean, I would love my daughters to not even date a guy until they're 35, but that's that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And that's probably not healthy. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, I know, I know we say that we joke about that, but I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, because I'm like, I'm not, she's not going to date until she's 35. I'm like, no, that's not healthy for her at all. Right, right. <laughs> I can't date till then, you know. Well, you know, after the 15th cat, then exactly. she can start dating. She can start dating. <laughs> that's not nice. The crazy cat woman. So uh, what was the first date that you ever went on with uh, with your lovely bride? Um. I, re- I really can't remember, but I can remember one of my favorite dates. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, we went to this place called Wheatfields in Saratoga, New York, and uh, we we loved the place up there. And then there was, there was just, uh, you know, we just kind of like walked around the city because we both loved coffee and coffee shops. I guess, you know, when we, we were in Boston as well, we just kind of were at that point where you loved coffee shops and you could talk and then you could grab a cup of coffee and listen to someone play some song that you knew could be played better than that, but... You know, they were trying. A little and so, coffee house thing going yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good conversations. Uh, Wheatfields was good. It had amazing pasta. I, I miss pasta. I know. My body and pasta don't agree anymore, and I miss good Italian pasta. And this was like, um, 
fettuccine with oh. like this, and they were like they were those they were those noodles that were kind of like wrapped together. I feel, um, I feel like we should have disclaimer. We're entering into the zone of food porn, uh, so just yeah. you know, skip ahead if you need to. Yeah, <laughs> you know you want that noodles, <laughs> fettuccine, <laughs> chicken alfredo. The delivery man's here with some. Better believe it. <laughs> anyway, so we just totally sorry for that. Um, our our wives are the most special people in the world. No, I think we're special. I think they're they're just holding on for dear they're life. Exceptional. They're exceptional. That's the word. We're the special ones. They're the exceptional ones. <laughs> Anyways, That's brilliant. What I do remember from my dates is I was always un like I was always nervous that I would screw them up. Or that I would uh, say something or do something that I wish I hadn't. Right. And generally, God was pretty protective of that and allowed right. me not to be a complete moron or put my hands in places I shouldn't have put them because <laughs> I was too nervous, I think. So he was he was gracious to me um, for that. So Did you have any uh, date blunders? Anything that uh, you had like this perfect date in mind that you just you, you actually put some energy and effort to and it just blew up? Did that ever happen? Well, kind of, but it was more with me. I guess I'd say always like, you know, like every guy, you know, when like you're you're dating somebody and you wait to put the door to put them inside the door and then you fart, like you hold in the fart for long enough and Dude, you're like, what is it about dating and oh, it, it, it the nervousness? Oh my gosh, yeah, those those post date farts were some guts. of the best. Yes. So you would shut the door on them and all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> and uh, and I guess for me. Real conversations only dads have. I'm pretty sure that the one, the time that it happened to me, um, I didn't shut the door yet. It was like, <laughs> so I think she caught it. But thank God, women fart too. They do, except for our wives because they're exceptional. <laughs> they're exceptional. I'll never, I'll never forget. So a buddy of mine, uh, we met our our future wives on the same uh, date. Um, he was actually going to date my wife. Okay. Um, ask her out, and he met who became his wife that, at that date. So anyways, nice. long story short, um, the, the big date was he was Valentine's Day and he was going to ask this girlfriend of his to marry him. Mm -hmm. And so we set up this elaborate, like, um, uh, what we thought would be a half-hour scavenger hunt around the city of Houston on all of these clever moments in history, you know, things that yeah, we experienced yeah, yeah. together, right? So we have dinner ready. They're on their scavenger hunt. They don't know where they're going to end up. And it is, and this is pre-cell phone, so no one can call anyone. Half hour comes, half hour goes. Hour comes, hour goes. Hour and a half comes, hour and a half goes. And all of a sudden we realize, holy smokes, if they miss a clue, they're never going to get here. It was two and a half hours. <laughs> and it took them two and a half hours to go through all of the different clues. So the food was cold. We were already two or three bottle of wine in, just him and I, because we were like, you're getting engaged tonight, so cheers, yeah. down it, cheers, you know, so we're gonzo, they roll in, they're mad because they're hungry, and the food, it was just a disaster, and then he got on a knee and proposed. <laughs> and, and fell asleep. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 and then Tara looks at me and goes, are you going to do this? I was like, nope. No, we're just going to make no. it simple. I'm going to go to your house, knock on the door. <laughs> hey, you want to get married? 
Hey, what are you doing? Congratulations, you get me. Right, right. So did your did your did your parents ever talk to you or teach you like about dating and how to date? And and maybe the better question is, as dads, um, we live in a culture that whether we like to admit it or not, dating is a part of our culture. Yeah. And the pressure to date, I'm amazed. There's fifth graders in my son's class that are dating. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like it's getting younger and younger. Where that dating pressure and expectation comes on. So how, how do we, you know, what was your experience? And then how do we train our kids to date well? Well, if you saw my picture in high school, you would know that I probably didn't do much dating in high school. <laughs> well, looking at your face right now, I'm surprised you dated at all. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. So my dating, a lot of it happened in college. But even then, you know, 20 years ago or whatever, it was, it was not a matter of like you dated someone and then you were exclusive. Like I remember the joy of taking someone out and not feeling like there was pressure to have to marry them or even be committed in this long-term relationship like like you do now, where where once you connect with someone, it's like, oh, I need to be with them. Now, there's the other side of the, the pendulum that I've heard is even worse, where people just you know, are emo- physically connected without being emotionally connected. So that's a whole other thing we talk about. Right. But at that point, you could be physically and emotionally disconnect with someone and enjoy a night with them and not feel like you were set to have to stay with them. Right. So I, I feel like there's a lot more pressure now to have to be involved or it's the other side and you just are physical with them. Right. So it's so destroyed now. The, the basis of dating is so destroyed that either it's all in or it's just completely physical and completely out of your mind. So, so if, if your kid was to come up to you and say, um, so Bill, um, Bill, that's what your kid's going to call you. Say, yeah. uh, Mr. Bill, a uh, question for you. Um, Dad, uh, why do people date? Um, what would be your ideal answer of like, what's the purpose of dating? Well, you know, because of where I stand and I believe God's word is true. Right. And now it's, uh, let me re- amend that. What's God's purpose in dating? Even though dating is not mentioned because... It was a completely different system back then, but we have to be honest with the culture we're currently in. So, yeah, yeah, anyways, yeah. what's God's? So, yeah, looking at at the scriptures in Genesis, it talks about the two become one flesh, and so I think that's the hard thing. You know, even with with my kids, we'll use um, this is what we use because we, we we know the pressures of okay, if you're dating, then then sex is already an optional thing, even at a young age. It's ridiculous. Like what what is you know, you look at movies, you look at music, you look at how nonchalant dating is. And we, we kind of use the analogy right now of Plato. Oh. And so we kind of have this idea of you're this chunk of Plato and you're this chunk of Plato. And when you emotionally, physically connect with someone, you take a piece of that Plato and you connect with them and you take a piece of their Plato. Right. And then you realize, now try to take that stuff apart. And even if you get some of them, if even if you get all of them off of that piece of Play-Doh, you've still managed to take some of you with them, right. and it hurts. And so the concept that that even you know, if you look at historically, again, just like you said, there was no dating in the Bible. There was not. You you were always preparing to meet somebody. Now we look at that and go, that's boring. You right. know, most students will go, that that's completely boring. So it's having a conversation deeper of why, like what what the purpose of all this is. So um, even when I was in youth ministry, we, we would talk about this. We would talk about that we have this gift. And a lot of this runs into the sex issue because it's just so blatant now. Everyone just feels, well, I just give myself away. Who cares? It doesn't really matter. Right. But, but because you it's just away. a physical act. It's just a physical act, yeah. So, so we used to use this example of, of a gift, a gift box. And I would say, you know, every time that you 
give a give a piece of yourself to someone, even if it's just an emotional piece, you're kind of ripping off some of that gift. Right. And eventually we would say, I mean, you, you so at the end of the, the time we would talk, this gift would be pretty, pretty mangled. And we'd hold it up and go, is this the gift you want to give to the person you're going to spend forever with? Right. So we try to get them to look to the horizon of where they're going to be. Absolutely. When they're walking down the aisle. Right. In, in their purity, do they want to give an okay gift to their spouse or they wanted to give the best of themselves to their spouse. And that's already where we're talking, even to my 10-year-old. Right, right. Because you're right, the pressures of fourth and fifth grade and kids are like, well, I like this person and he's dating this person. And I'm like, am I having this conversation right now with my 10-year-old? <laughs> right. And I'm like, you don't need to do that. Right. And so I think that's kind of where we look to is aim towards who they're going to become. Right. Not even deal with the here and now. So, and I, and I think alongside that, it's also helping them understand, like, you know, when when you choose to do dating, and we set a boundary, like, you don't date anyone until you're 16. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. I want to be honest. Freshman in high school. Okay. Okay. Because we understand there's dynamics in high school and everything else. Uh, but But we've always said, like, here's the deal about dating. One of three things happens. Like, Guaranteed, one of three things will happen when you choose yeah. to date someone. Either you will break their heart, yep, which will lead to the second one: your heart will be broken, mm-hmm. or you get married. Three things. Those are the three options. And to really put before them, saying this isn't just a fun game thing. If you guys are going to invest the amount of time, energy, and resources into knowing and getting to know each other, because that's ultimately what dating is about. Yeah. It's getting to know someone, not just physically getting to know them, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally. It's learning, yeah. the. it's going beyond the facade and starting to dig into what are your hopes, what are your dreams, and what are your fears. Yeah. And as you start to get into that intimacy, into me see mm. intimacy. Um, you that was be, good. You be, thanks, thanks. That's clever. That's, that's I like that. Yeah, you know, marketed hashtag Travis. Into me see, um, when that relationship ends, there's a whole host of emotions with that, and and don't buy into the fallacy that you can just immediately go backwards and just become friends again, because you know their fears, and so now they're 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 terrified that you're going to allow. Or, or, or use the fears that they have to scorch earth, burn everything, and destroy them, their reputation, and any future that they might have. That, it, that, that's great. Go for it. No, 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 no. Uh, so keep going. Well, because it made me think about the fact that when you look at some movies or you watch some movies, there's already innuendos of that. Like, oh, I was dating this guy for a while, but now we're like best friends. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's really not a reality. Now, there, there may be the exception to the rules on a few times where someone could speak into this and go, no, we're good friends now. But I would challenge to say there's still a piece of you that there's a little bit of a what if of a, I mean, what if I didn't and we were just purely friends? Or oh, what yeah. if I didn't and, and they, they hadn't seen me, you know, my weakest moment and I shared that piece with them that now when I walk down the aisle, that guy's standing there and I've, I've shared a piece of that with him, but I yeah. really want to share it with this person. How many, how many Facebook affairs have, we've, have we heard about that have come through on like... Um, you know, oh, it was an old friend in high school that we started talking to again on Facebook. And the next thing you know, we're emotionally reconnecting each other. Yeah. Because we already had those connections. Correct. So we're rediscovering them. And the next thing you know, they're fulfilling a need that you should be having fulfilled by your spouse emotionally yes. or mentally. And now you're starting to have an emotional affair, which can quickly lead to a physical affair if you're not careful. Correct. So I think you're right on with that. And so yeah. I, I think part of it is 
like elevating dating to the seriousness that it is. It is not a game. It is not a toy. It is not just a rite of passage. There's a lot of intense things that that is a part of that. And I think one of the things that you talked about that I thought was brilliant and I want to bring out is is society paints a picture of what dating is. And I think we as dads have the responsibility to train our kids at a young age what dating should be. So we set the bar of like, this is a guy you should be looking for because you've seen your dad treat your mom this way all the time. Yes. And wives, this is how your son should look for a woman because this is how you treat your husband all the time. Yes. And it's simple things like um, opening the door for your wife. Do you still open the door for your wife? I do, but it's funny. Um, my son usually beats me because That's he awesome. races. He races to the car. That's one thing I will give him. It's got to be from his mom because she has raised him well to go... He, he runs to the door to open up her door. And then when he gets her door open, as I'm trying to help her close the door, right. um, he runs and opens my door. And, and I'm like, buddy, you don't need to. And I'm like, no, this is good. Yeah. And so I think, I think if we can, because dads, we have an opportunity. We speak, we could have the opportunity to speak the most life to our kids. So if we step up now and you're like, well, my daughter or my son is this. You know, we, we, we've heard about struggles of where, where daughters and sons are now, struggling in their sexuality, struggling in in their in their belief of dating and we still have a time to redeem this it's not too far right dads have an opportunity right now to begin to change the course of where they are if they've said man i've screwed this up all the way it's still there's still plenty of time because they're still looking they're still listening they're still waiting for you to speak life and if you have not been the man you need if you've not been the woman that you need to be with your spouse you need to step up now. Now's the time. God's mercies are new every morning. So we can start today to say, I'm going to make a change. So I think some real practical things that we can do with our spouses and train our kids to do um, is, you know, chivalry. It's not dead. Correct. You know, remember those things that you first did for your wife when you were pining for her and you, you know, like yeah. that old school phrase? Pining. Pining. That's good. And uh, and you were trying to, to, to earn her trust to to journey with you emotionally, spiritually, yes. and mentally. Yes. Um, you would do those things. You'd buy flowers. Yeah. You would remember uh, important dates, silly dates. You would yeah, re- yeah, yeah. You remember. Or, um, it's been 11 months and seven minutes <laughs> since we've been dating. <laughs> and you'd have those moments on the phone where it's like, no, you hang up first. Oh, gosh. You hang up first. No, you hang up first. No, you. No, you. You. Uh, and all those fun, playful things that we have a chance to continue to model to our kids. I think the other thing that I would say, if we're going to train our kids on dating, is we have to start taking our kids out on dates. Correct. I need to take my sons out and teach them, this is how you you date. Yeah. I need to take my daughters out and set the bar for them by dressing nice, making it a nice in, in, in encounter, paying for the meal, yes. obviously, opening the door, having conversation with just them at the table, not being distracted by the TV because we went to a sports bar, you know, and, and we can train them and set the bar for them of like, oh, this Correct. is what a date should be. Yes. So then they begin to um, evaluate, well, that guy's a tool. He doesn't even open the door for me. Correct. You know, that guy's a jerk. As soon as I leave the car, he pulls off. He doesn't even see if I get to the door to see if I can even get in the house because I may or may not have forgotten my key. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's the stuff that I think training is really important. And and again, they'll figure it out. That doesn't mean they're going to figure out the best way. We want to help them figure out the best way. So dating your daughter, dating your son, having your wife date your son um, to teach them this is this is what it looks like to take a girl on a date. You don't order ribs. 
because you'll look like a fool. You know, um, that that kind of stuff. Simple you know thing. You know, so so I guess what, what what I'm hearing you say is be the man you want your daughter to date. Yeah, and that's wives, a great way to put and that. wives be the be the kind of woman that you want your son to date. Now, don't get all weird on me, like and say, but I'm saying like this cre- isn't a Freudian thing. Yeah, this isn't like weird. Like set up an example for them to go. Right. This is the bar. We get the opportunity to be the bar. That, that's why God has given us these kids. To shoot the arrow correctly. This is part of shooting the arrow is going, right. be the bar in which they go, I want to marry a person like my dad. Right. Because a lot of people that I talk to are like, I want to marry someone the exact opposite of my family. You know what I tell my daughters all the time? I was like, if you want to know how a guy is going to treat you long term, look at how he treats his mom. That's a good analogy. Because mom is the most important woman in his life. Mm-hmm. And if one day you don't break his heart, he doesn't break your heart, and you end up marrying this boy, mm-hmm. you will become the most important woman in his, in his life. And if he treats his mom like trash, yeah, with disrespect, yep. talking about her behind her back, yep. he will eventually do that to you. Yeah. Almost guaranteed. Yeah. Because he hasn't been trained, outside of the work of the Spirit, training them from within, Yeah, it will happen. You yeah. know, and so I, I think that's good. So, so let's say now your 15, 16 year old daughter or, or, or son wants to start dating. Yeah. Right. What are some um, helpful boundaries or what are some helpful um, yeah, boundaries, you yeah, know, to kind yeah. of press into them and say, hey, here's the deal. This is this is some ways that you can first identify what's your line. Yeah. What's your line physically touching Perfect. to 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 not cross and why? And again, it's an awkward conversation to have with your daughter yeah. about second, third and fourth base. It's weird. Um, but everyone else is having that conversation. Yeah, so all their friends are. You better have the conversation in, in a way that can help her say, "Oh, that's what I want to shoot for." You know, and even and and just just a side note: if you think the church is going to help you with this, like if you go to a church, maybe you don't, but if you go to a church and you, and you're a part of it, and you're thinking, "Well, the church is going to talk about this." The church is the weakest point to talk about this stuff because they really set a standard that. Well, we shouldn't, we just don't do it. You just don't. Like, no, no, no. Like, it's like, it's not just don't touch the wet paint. I think it's helping them, again, look to the horizon to see who they want to become. Some kids are like, I don't even hear that. I'm not even hearing that right now. I want right now. So at the same time, you can talk. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I want to say one thing about that. Go for it. My, Go for my it. sister, brilliant. She said this. She goes, the time to talk to your daughter about dating is before she's emotionally connected with a guy because her heart's a flutter. Correct. It, it, because emotions lie, cheat, manipulate, steal, oh, everything yeah. else. So we have to preemptively have these conversations before they're emotionally getting connected with these people. You correct, know what I mean? correct. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, so we, so if you, if you think about it this way, it's like building a wall. It's like building four walls to like a house. You know, and then there's four walls, essentially, emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual. And so as you build these walls, you need to come to realize that just, this is rightly so. These, I've talked to a lot of people who are in dating relationships and they're like, well, you know, we, we do our devotions together now and that's spiritual and, and I share everything with them and that's, you know, mental and, uh, and emotional and you're building these walls. I'm just going to be honest with you. If you think that's okay, what's going to happen is most guys are physically, physically motivated to say they're going to want to build the physical wall just naturally. So we need to guard all the hearts. If you're just dating somebody, keep the spiritual, emotional, and mental down because that won't want to raise the physical either. Right. But these women are like, well, I'm satisfied because I call them for all my needs. I call them for all my spiritual needs and my mental needs. And then every day we get together and we have a, a Bible study together. Well, dude's going to want a little piece of something. 
I'm just going to be real with you. The physical side is going to want to be built too. And the problem is we've built the line at the physical, not anything else. We say right. everything else is okay. We need to keep everything down low until we're ready to know this is the person that I want to spend my life with. So going to a very practical application of like, where is the line, mm-hmm. right? Um, I had a chance to go into high schools and, and talk about dating and sexuality and, and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was always fun to go through this. I had a great story uh, about Gunther and Beulah and um, always a lot of laughter because it's very awkward for kids. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and there's like this relational progression um, that we know as, as adults, but kids are starting to discover, like, when you meet someone, you invest a heavy amount of time sometimes with people that you want to yeah. to just get to know them. What are yeah. their likes or dislikes? What do you have in common? What do you have separate? What are some, and, and that's a great place that you want to keep your dating relationship bound. Then you want to figure out how do you express physically that this relationship is unique or set apart. So you might hold hands, you might hug, you might give yeah. a simple kiss on the cheek, right? Yep. Those are all healthy ways to give physical affection to show a uniqueness to that relationship. Yeah. But it doesn't get the sex drive or the sex hormones going 110 miles an hour. And, and I always say, is it easier to stop a car going 10 or 110 miles an hour? Of course <laughs> yeah. it's 10 miles an of course. hour. So everything under a simple kiss, a simple kiss and down, keeps that engine kind of idling. Mm-hmm. As soon as you go beyond that, French kissing... Yeah. Petting. Heavy petting. And I know petting is like an old school term. Groping. You know. Whatever. Um, it's all we, the same. Mutual masturbation. Um, all the way to actual intercourse. Those are the steps that you go through and your engine gets revved up and it is becomes harder and harder and yes, harder yes, 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 to yes. stop. And so what we would encourage kids to say is, listen, um, until you're wet, ready to put a ring on it or mm-hmm. have put the ring on it, um, try to keep that engine down. And yeah. the best way to do that is let them know you care for them with a simple kiss. You don't have to make out with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because making out and French kissing kind of goes hand in hand with petting and heavy petting Correct. and groping. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, the, the illustration is would you French kiss your grandma? <laughs> yeah. No, but you kiss your grandma because you want to let her know that you love her and care for her. Yeah. So a simple kiss is able to convey Correct. you're special to me without having to get the sexual drive hormones yeah. going 110 miles an hour. So we would recommend, and again, I fully understand, there's a lot of people that go, that's stupid, that's a horrible place for a line. That's fine. You have the conversation with your kid and figure out what the line is. Yeah, but draw a line. Right. And realize, proclaim grace, that when they cross that line or if they cross that line, there's still grace and Jesus is still there for them and there's still forgiveness. This isn't a deal breaker with that relationship of grace, but we want to have them define that line because otherwise they're going to find themselves in the back of the car and they're not going to have a line and the boy's going to go as far as the girl will let them. Oh, absolutely. The boy will go as far and now it's on the girl and if she hasn't wrestled with it, thought about it before the emotions are involved in it, it can go squirrely really quick. Yeah, and I think, so So I want to read this verse because I know that you have a really awesome analogy or little acronym that we can use yes. at the end of this, but um, Romans 6, verse 12 says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness, for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. And so here's the deal. If we can set a bar high enough to go, 
is this who you want to become? Do you want to walk in this journey for the rest of your life? The Play-Doh analogy again. Do you want to take this? Like you can't tear these apart. So as much as you push these together, you there may be a time where you're going to hurt and you have to tear yourself apart. So so live in this mindset that you want to be uh, instrument used for righteousness, not for unrighteousness. And you know, so with that, we've had some tools. We've talked a little bit about the boundaries, but there's there's a little acronym that you said that I love, so check it out. So, yeah, so we, we talked about setting the boundary. Now it's how do you give your kids some tools to protect the boundary? How, how, how do they set up and to protect the boundary? And it's basically NFL. We know it's NFL, and this is what we would say. I like it. <laughs> Never alone. Yep. You know? And, and uh, I, I can't tell you how many innocent nights turn uh, to uh, evenings of regrets when you're like, hey, my mom and dad are out of town. Why don't you come over and watch a movie? Right? Netflix and chill. Right, right. Absolutely. Uh, and so uh, never alone. And I think the other part of that is develop a, a, a covenant or, or a brotherhood or a sisterhood of people who love you and care for you long term. And it's probably not going to be mom and dad, but that no. y- your girlfriend knows you're going out on a date or your daughter's going on a date and they're going to call and say, hey, just want to let you just check it in. Are you home yet? Yeah. You know, where are you Text at? Text me at 10 o'clock. Are you, are you in a public place or are you in a private place? Correct. Are you hanging out at the park all by yourselves or what's going on? Never alone. NFL, never alone. The next one, feet on the ground. <laughs> I know it sucks, but your feet are on the ground. It's a lot harder to do the nookie nookie. You know what it's I'm saying? It's hard to do anything with your feet on the ground. Right, right. Unless you're creative and that's another conversation for another day. Yeah. But anyways, keep your feet on the ground. What that does is it, it kind of takes that moment saying, you know, you're watching a movie on the couch. There's plenty of room on the couch. You could both lay down on the couch and watch the movie and cuddle and spoon. And it's no big deal. But we know you get in those positions, your body will go from zero to 110 real quick. You're going to build that physical wall and your body's, Yeah, and your body's going to be going, hey, game on. Let's go. Yep, Let's yep. make this happen. So never alone. Feet on the ground. And then this one, this one kind of, this one lights on. Yeah. Keep the lights on. You know, keep the lights on. Keep the lights um, on. And, and it's a simple boundaries that you can set up or, or simple things that, that, again, gives your child a chance to say, if I, if I cross this barrier, I'm one step closer, and I just need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I turn the lights off, I'm one step closer. If all of a sudden him and I are laying on the couch together, I'm one step closer. Yeah. If all of a sudden there's no accountability, there's no one else in the house or no one else at the movie theater or no one else in the car, whatever it is, there's the possibilities of things going where you may not want them to go. Yes. Spiritually and emotionally, you can stop it before the physical takes on and says, I'm going to rule the roost for the next five minutes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so, so I was looking up the definition of valiant because I believe that's what we're asking for. We're asking men to be valiant. Valiant is possessing or showing courage or determination. We need other people around us, just like you said, to keep us accountable for this NFL. Right. So, so, Make sure that you have other people that are with you because if you have two or three of your friends who are fighting for the heart of purity of all these girls, that is actually valiant. And you're not just helping yourself, you're helping them and their future spouses because would you want what you're doing to this girl to happen to the wife that you're going to marry? Right. And that's, I think, where you need to keep looking. Look towards the horizon, NFL, keep it together, guard your heart. And don't forget, through all of this, I've made my mistakes. And by the grace of Jesus Christ, I've been forgiven, and my wife and I have an amazing relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've made mistakes, but we want to make sure that through it all, we continue to preach to our kids grace. Exactly. Grace. Exactly. Grace. 
I am always going to be for you. I'm always going to be in your corner and I'm always going to want what's best for you. And when your heart is broken, I will be there for you. And when you make your mistakes, I want to have the conversation with you. And if you find yourself in a really tough situation, I will be there. Love speaks louder than hate, man. Absolutely. Hey, God bless you guys. Love you. Love the conversation. And uh, those are some of our thoughts on dating. Yeah. Any questions, comments, anything, any uh, tips you have, send us an email, info at knownlegacy.org. Check out our stuff online, uh, Known Legacy, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, knownlegacy.org. There you go. Have a great day, guys. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.